What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Property is a Game of Finance. This is episode eight. We are joined today by Ash Playstead. Welcome, Ash. Great to be here, Jack. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for coming on, mate. Um, you first put this to me a couple months ago, but we just got so much interest, so many guests lined up and finally got you on. So I, I think, oh man, before I even got into the industry, I was listening to the Broker Accelerator podcast with you and James vaguely. And um, that was a big help to me. I think literally when I got the job at Organic for two weeks leading up to it, I think I listened to every single podcast from 2020. <laughs> and I knew you guys had a, a business that helped brokers. I just didn't know much about it, didn't really look into it too much until I started coming up with a lot of problems in my own business that I thought, shit, like you guys, I gotta, I gotta try and get in contact. So ended up getting in contact with you and <clears throat> you put me in touch with a mentor because at the time, uh, what was the lady that was doing the initial calls? Uh, Claire. Claire. Claire was the one who put me on to a mentor and he helped me grow a lot in the, the first few months and that kind of happened very quickly. <clears throat> and then I went back to her again and it was, yeah, we, we fully signed on as under 10X and since then it's been gone bonkers. So, yeah. Man. Well, it's, uh, that's great great feedback, Jack, and thanks. And, yeah, look, love working with you, mate. And, um, yeah, that, that's interesting what you said about the podcast. Um, you know, good to hear you're a mortgage broker accelerator junkie, right? Um, that's awesome. Look, we love doing it. And, look, the reason we started the podcast was at the time, um, you know, we, we were growing the business and, you know, wondering what's the, what's the best way to connect with people because we had so many things we wanted to talk about, so many things from my experience because, as you, you probably know, your listeners might not, but I've been in the industry 40 years and mortgage broking for 25 years and, you know, pretty much tried everything you possibly can try. Um, so I had a lot of information that I felt, you know, people might want to hear. What's the best way to get that out there? And so that's where we came up with the podcast idea. And it's evolved over time, you know. Um, I think we're probably a bit more relaxed about how we approach it now than we might have been when we started. But, yeah, I'm glad you enjoy it. And, um, yeah, we love doing it, mate. Yeah. So 40 years of experience, mate. Geez, you're not that old, are you? <laughs> have a look. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, one, it's one of the things about being bald in your 20s, Jack, is that people can't tell how old you are for about the next 30 years until you go grey. So when did you when did you first get into it? Did you just jump straight into being a broker or? No, I'll, I'll just quickly, I'll, I'll walk you through the uh, back of the envelope sketch of my journey. I, I got into the finance industry at 18, straight out of school. Um, I fell into it. Um, I was always good with numbers. Um, so I ended up doing an entrance test. It's called an aptitude test for the one of the banks. Um, and I got down to the last two people out of 200 for this job and ended up missing out on it for one reason or another, but it pointed me in the direction of the finance industry. So I ended up getting a job at the National Bank, was there for three years, then left there, got a job at a, in the, at a finance company, rose up the ranks to be a manager in a couple of years. And then I was a manager of, a, of this finance organisation for about eight years. But, you know, like a lot of brokers, I felt like I was a bit constrained working for somebody else. So, you know, you either shut up or, or get out and do your own thing. So I jumped into actual broking out of that finance background in 1997. And um, I was know, two got years very old. Active. 
You're two years old. Please don't say that. Now I really feel old, right? <laughs> so, well, look, you know, it's one of these things. And, um, you know, I love it. I love numbers. I love helping people. And I love money. And when I say love money, I love money's, money's the scorecard, right? It's like playing football and saying you don't care about the scoreboard. Well, of course you care about the scoreboard. How can you tell if you're winning or not? Mm. Um, you know, so it really was the, the perfect industry for me. And I started and left two or three businesses and got out of them as in exited them and learned a lot along the way. And then um, by, by the time I started my fourth business, I, you know, I hit the ground running and built a, a fantastic business, got out of it for, you know, multiple seven figures, had a bit of a break, did it again, had a bit of a break, did it again, and then thought, I think I've just about done it enough. <laughs> that was in the mid-2010s. And then... Um, Rather than starting another mortgage broking business or getting involved in anyone else's, I decided, well, how can I stay involved in the industry but not continue writing loans or building a mortgage business? So that's where coaching came in, right? And I think all of us mortgage brokers, you included, Jack, we all have a bit of a coachiness because we all like helping people mm. and solving their problems and taking them to a better future, right? So we've all got the coach in us, us mortgage brokers. I just happen to have... 40 years of it, right? So my, my, I guess what I can give back to the industry is just a lot of learnings about what worked, what didn't work. Here's the shortcut. Don't do this, do this. All that sort of stuff that you know how we work together um, strategically to help fast track or accelerate building, um, you know, businesses that work. Yeah. So you don't currently have any stake in a mortgage broking business right now? No. All no, right. No, no, I haven't for many years. So no, I'm a totally independent, um, you know, and, you know, I'm just about helping other mortgage brokers win, you know, um, and we built a business, a great business at the 10X Broker that allows me to help a lot of mortgage brokers. Mm. And that continues to go from strength to strength. And, you know, we're always looking to help more people. So, yeah. And, you know, and it helps if you love what you're doing, right? Yeah. So where did you and James cross paths? Well, that's a good question, actually. Um, we met... In December 2016, we were introduced by a mutual third party. And, uh, you know, um, serendipitously, James was looking for what I was available to provide, which was a senior experienced operative from inside the industry um, who, was, who wasn't currently tied up running his own business or working for somebody else. So that was in January, as I said, December, I should say, 2016. And then... We started doing a little bit of work together um, in January and Feb and 2017. And then we really came up with the, the game plan to grow, you know, the 10X broker as you see it now, sort of through 2017. Um, back then there was only a few clients and it was, you know, the formative stages. But I had what James was looking for, which was senior experience and um, common values and common ambitions and, and James um, very good very good um, trainer very good um, speaker very good marketer and had been successful in his own mortgage business so yeah we we were a good combo and uh, we continue to work super well to this day you know we love working together yeah I couldn't believe the value for for what we pay and for what it's going to be ongoing I couldn't believe the value that we get out of it I mean looking back over the last six months from where I started and the amount of knowledge that we have access to, even just the the 10X portal that has all the training videos and everything like that. 
And I mean, Rose is great as well. I just couldn't believe at what I was paying to get all that information. And I look at all the key aspects in my business now, the, the staffing, um, it, it all came from you guys, literally. Yeah, appreciate that feedback, Jack. And, um, you know, you're not the first person and, you know, maybe we need to sing it from the rooftops, mate. There, there's been a few 10Xs that have come and gone and said, you, you guys charge way too low um, <laughs> for what you do. And look, It's like a $500,000 loan per month, mate. Come on. I know, I know, <laughs> I know it's nothing. And you're getting access to 50 years of experience and a coaching team. We know all of that. And look, I really appreciate, you know, you saying that and, you know, hand on heart. You know, we agree, but we like to make it a reasonable level of investment where there's some skin in the game, but it's also affordable. Um, you know, and we've got to get the result. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the price is. If you don't get the result, it's still expensive. I mean, if you get the result, it's it's cheap, cheap, right? Yeah. Like anything in life, right? So it's all about getting the outcome. As you know, Jack, you're on the journey. Mm. And we've spoken about this many times working together, you know, the potential you've got. It all comes down to building an actual business that can provide the platform for your personal ambition and growth and skills. And that's got only a little bit to do with your skill as a mortgage broker. A lot of it's got to do with building an organised, systemized business that allows you to grow and, and expand without working longer and longer and longer hours, mm. right? That's that's essentially what everyone's working on. And, you know, the problem is, Jack, that in this industry, unfortunately, um, very few people hit the ground running with business building skills or mm. business management skills. Most people come to the industry because they love helping people. They might know something about mortgages or had experience in lending and they become successful because they're good with people. Right, but then they hit a brick wall because there's only so many hours in the day, and unless you know how to segment your business and systemize and automate and hire people and train people and get them to perform and bring all that together and still have time yourself to go and build relationships and find customers and do all of those myriad of things uh, without guidance and coaching and help, mm. like it's bloody hard. Yeah, it's bloody hard. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's that's the problem that we solve and. Um, you know, it's a big problem in the industry. We wish we could help 10 times the people we're helping. Yeah. Um, oh, man, like, I mean, oh, yeah, maybe one day. Mentoring's compulsory for new brokers coming in, but for existing businesses, I think businesses like yours, sh to some extent, should be compulsory. I mean, for the, for just for the benefit of the client as well. And and what you said before, it, it made me remember to when I first started and I was working seven days, 10 hours a day because I had to. There was no other option. There was no help. And I was just trying to get ahead. And I started to come into those feast and famine periods where one month you'd make a shit ton of money, do really well. And then the next month it's like, because of the issues you had trying to settle everything, you weren't focusing on bringing more business in. And then trying to trying to build all those systems and processes, it all makes sense. Everything you're saying makes sense in my head, but actually putting it into practice while trying to grow a business and and just life, it's it's a lot harder than it sounds. <laughs> oh yeah, well I guess what Jack, you know, uh, hello. I mean, if if it was as easy as acquiring the knowledge and doing it, well, guess what? There'd be no diet coaches or personal trainers in the world, would there? Mm. Because we all know what to do: eat less, exercise more, spend less, save more, 
it's not complicated, but the problem is amongst everything else you've got to do, life, um, habits, um, you know, self-growth, self-awareness, um, other people, um, industry ups and downs, all of those things. And then, as you said, you're already working. Like we, we will typically take on a, a broking business where the founder, someone like you, or, you know, the key person is already doing 60 or 70 hours a week. Mm. So that's one of the very first things we do is free up time. So you've actually got some breathing space to start to step by step build the, you know, the foundations of your successful business that works with or without you. And it takes a year or two or three. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. And you, I used to something before that I'd like to repeat, you know, for your listeners and for everybody. And that is, we agree, I agree that what we do should be compulsory in the onboarding and education of brokers in the industry. And what I mean by that is actual business coaching mm. right from the get-go of how to build a business, how long it's going to take, how much capital you need, all of those things, as well as what happens with the normal mentoring in the industry, which is you yeah. know how to write a loan, how to select the right lender, you know how to interpret all of the data all of those moving parts of the actual broking piece of the puzzle yeah um you know i mean it makes sense to me because it's to the benefit of everybody involved the broker is going to benefit for sure um the staff in that broking office is going to benefit for sure the customer even the bank assessing the deal is going to get better quality applications <laughs> um so yeah you're, you're spot on man but um I think Rosa was the first person who convinced me to take a weekend off. <laughs> that was the first time I had a weekend <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good work, Rosa, and she's a great coach. And look, you're actually touching on one of the things that I think is the, one of the real big challenges, um, and whether you can relate to this, Jack, or, or, your, or your listeners, but, you know, it's that identity mindset shift because um, a lot of people associate success with hard work and, there's an element of hard work in success. Don't get me wrong. You've got to work hard and you've got, to, you've got to get the work done. But in building a business, there's actually a big shift that's got to take place, which is you can actually be really successful working less, mm. right? This is the big, big shift that is really hard. Like if, you're, if you've grown up with a mindset of money comes from hard work, money comes from hard work, money comes from hard work. Yes, yes. And that's, that's exactly your belief system. Well, it's very difficult to then shift to, you know, making two or 300 grand a year from a mortgage business without writing all the loans and without, you know, and working 20 or 30 hours a week. Mm. Like for a lot of people, that's a very difficult shift. Although on the face of it, it sounds ideal and it sounds desirable. Actually to do it and have your identity move a little bit takes a bit of work, Jack. So, it's this transition from working really hard as a broker to becoming a business owner where you employ people to work on a production line to do a lot of the downstream work and your role in the business becomes at the front of the business, marketing, building relationships, finding customers, looking after the team. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's ultimately where you, know, you, you want to move to as a mortgage business. You can still write loans, of course, if you love writing loans, like, yeah. and, you know, but, there's a lot of buzz in that, but the point comes where you've only got so much capacity, right? Yeah. How many, as a percentage, how many out of all the brokers, how many do you think actually use services like the comp like 10X? Um, 
Well, on a percentage basis, based on how many clients we've worked with as a percentage of the total industry, say over the last three years, I would say it would be 2%. Wow. Right? Out of 17,000 brokers, we've probably worked at, with 350 over the last three or four years mm. um, through 10X and a couple of the other programs that we have that sort of um, feed into 10X. So, you know, there's a huge, huge gap in the market. And look, um, to take that question in a slightly um, sidebar as well, Jack, is, you know, we, we, there's some great aggregators out there and our peak bodies, the MFAA, FBAA, the great organisations with great intent and they, they do a lot of good things. However, one of the things that none of them are very good at is providing really customised business coaching for their members, mm. right? They're not good at it. I mean, they might be for the elite at one end, but even then I would argue that it's very difficult for BDMs and people in those big companies to be able to invest the time, energy and focus and customisation to, to get deeply involved with helping any individual member build a customised business. So It's interesting because is, they're in the best position yeah. to do so, really, but because, well, yeah, because they're, they've they got be. their aggregator software that's specific to them and you guys yeah. come in with you know, very broad, trying to help any anyone and any aggregator. So really, they're, they're the ones that are in the best position to do something like that. Well, they, we would love aggregators to recommend their clients come and talk to us, of course. Mm. Um, and that, and that's, that's part of ideally how we would see this industry collaborating together. And, and hopefully that's the point at which we get to. We've got to, mate. We've got to um, take over that market share from the banks. We're already at 70%. Let's get it. Well, it's going to 80, Jack. Mate, already? No, and listeners. Already? It's, no, it's going to 80. I predicted it three years ago when it was in the low 50s. I said it will get to 80% in the next five years. Right? It's a no-brainer, so, mate. It's a no-brainer. And, and it could go higher, right? Because, you know, Surely. well, why would you get a loan from a bank? God bless them. I mean, but I think the role of banks is a product producer yeah, or a they're product manufacturer. They're handcuffed with well, what they, they can provide, yeah. Why would you why would you seek a product from a provider whose only objective is to sell you their own products when you could speak to a broker who who will spend time, energy, effort and expertise on reviewing 20 lenders yeah. to find the best one for you, do all the work for you, get it done, help to get it approved, all at no cost. I well, mean, seriously. I've got an answer for you. It's because there's probably an undersupply of brokers and for, for the brokers that are there, they just got so much shit to do that they probably can't service that client as good as the bank could at the time. That's the problem, Jack. And that's the problem that we at 10X um, are trying to resolve. Um, and there's other coaches and there's other mentors out there. And I, but I think as a collective, we're heading in the right direction. And mm. that is to provide independent third-party coaching and advice to help all brokers rise up to a standard where they can help more people. Because at the end of the day, it's about helping more people. Um because the industry is very concentrated, Jack, right? I mean, out of all the mortgages that are written by brokers, um, the Pareto's law, you know, the 80-20 law, I think it's about 90-10 for brokers, like 90% of the volume is written by 10% of the industry. It's true, and yeah. The vast, well, the vast majority of brokers are making well less than 100000 and a lot less than 50000 And you know what it's like, Jack. Mm. There's a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of responsibility, a lot of time goes into getting results and i just don't think you wouldn't do that to make that sort of um income 
Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think the industry is going in the right direction. I think that there's probably enough brokers, that would be my opinion, but what there's not enough of is really good advice and support and guidance to get them all up to a more productive level, right? I think if we could lift the productivity of brokers generally, we would zoom to 80% of the industry of the volume very quickly because the demand's there. We just haven't got the capacity in the existing brokers to handle the volume. Yeah. And that's yeah. why the volume goes to the ones that have built a system, right? Yeah. Like you're doing, like others are doing. Build a system that allows you to expand and scale and serve more people without working more hours. That's yeah. the secret. I, f I kind of feel for the majors as well because every time, every time there's something, some sort of change with APRA, it affects them the most. And it really plays into our hands as brokers because we have got all these non-bank and second tier lenders and we can do a lot more than, than the major banks. So yeah, feel for them. But. Well, that's where I think the banking industry is going. It's, it's primarily as product manufacturers. Um, that banks had a red hot crack for 20 years at being socially responsible and service organisations and having diverse channels. They're now shrinking back to their core competency, which is give us your money and we'll put it in a bank account and give you some interest and we'll provide you loans, mm. right? That's it. And now we know they do other things, but really that's the core function of banks is to provide debt and to provide a safe place to keep your money. Um, so banks have really, and I say this with great respect, I know a lot of people in banks, but they've lost the battle for the hearts and minds of consumers, right? Brokers have won the battle for the hearts and minds of consumers. So if I was leading a bank, I'd be finding ways to expand and capture more broker share, not try and fight brokers. A hundred percent. I mean, I go to PD days and I, you know, every single bank's there, but really when you go up and speak to some banks, you're like, are you really trying to compete for business or because there are some banks that are really focusing on the broker channel and the service is great. And then there's other banks that are just like, like guys, are you even trying to get, to get business? I don't get it. <laughs> well, we, we, we know there's a fair variance and you said something before about the, um, you know, the peaks and troughs um, as a mortgage broker, your feast and famine. When you're, when you're quiet, you do a lot of energy seeking leads. Mm. And when you get a lot of leads, you get caught up with the processing. So you forget about the marketing. Yeah. Well, it happens in banks too, right? Mm. When banks are quiet, they can start providing better service to brokers. Mm. And then, then more brokers start using them and more brokers start using them. But they don't hire more people. They think they can get away with less people. And what happens is the service delivery drops off a cliff yeah, and the brokers move their business to another lender who's been quiet and who's now providing the service. So this is why you find the service delivery from banks moves from one bank to another in a cycle. <laughs> and by the time they get around to hiring more people, it's too late. The, the business has moved on to another lender quite often. So, you know, that's what you don't want to have in a mortgage business. You want to hire in advance, yeah. not afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Um, let's talk a bit, a bit about 10X. You were saying that there was an event that you guys are holding soon in Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah Jack. We, um, yeah, one of the things we do, like obviously a lot of what we do with the coaching is uh, virtual. Um, so we really like to catch up face-to-face -face as often as we can. So three times a year, um, every four months, we have a live two-day event. Call it a conference, but it's an event. Uh, where our members um, come along. Uh, there's no cost. We, we put this on. We have some have speakers. Me, 
<laughs> well, Jack, you should read your emails. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, you know, so, and they're fantastic. Like I've been a part of them since we started doing them back at the start of 2017 and they're awesome. They've evolved, networking, masterminding, you know, knocking the froth off a couple of drinks, you know, oh, good old fashioned. Oh, you've had me. You got me now. You know. Is it too late? And you, and, you, and you might actually learn a thing or two, Jack, because we do do some, uh, you know, teaching and masterminding yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So, no, it's not too late. Okay, fine. After this podcast, get in there and register, Jack. Yeah. And, um, Done. But, you know, so that's the event. So we have them running. We've got the one coming up in Gold Coast in a couple of weeks at, at, at Dimension. And then we've got another one in November, which I think we're heading south down to Hobart. Um, and then we have a, 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 the cycle continues back into February, March, which is either Melbourne or Sydney. Oh, so cool. we love them. Our members love them. Uh, they're a great time. Um, it's like our secret society, the events, Jack. So, you know, you want to be in the secret society, Jack, you better come to the event. Yeah. Nah. Thanks for that, man. I definitely will. I mean, I was hoping it wouldn't coincide with my wife giving birth, but if it's a couple of weeks, we should be sweet. <laughs> well, yeah, that's about the only thing that can override the event is the, the birth of a baby, mate. So it's an exciting time for you guys. I, I wish you the very best. Yeah. Well, man, it's been uh, it's been great having you on. I hope we can get you on soon. I think I'll, I'll try to get Rosa on as well. But, um, yeah, I look forward to working with you for the rest of my mortgage-broken life, really, because I don't think it, I'm going to have a mortgage-broken business forever. And... I look forward to introducing some of the new brokers that come after me to you guys and, and going through that same journey. Yeah, feelings mutual, Jack. Thanks for having me on. And look, I love working with you, mate. And look, you know, there's so much opportunity and so much potential. So it's very exciting to be working together. Let's see what we can do, mate. Um, and yeah, spread the gospel. Yeah, really appreciate that because we're, we're looking to help more people. And yeah. I'll the more put, advocates spreading the gospel, the better. Yeah, I'll put it all over LinkedIn, mate. Don't worry. Awesome. Love <laughs> it. Good. Well, thanks, thanks for having me on, mate. It's been, it's been great. No worries. Cheers.